0: My name's Nick, I'm the owner of Kevlar Joe's, and I'm the roaster. I'm an Air Force Security Forces veteran, a dad to three wild boys, and a husband to my wife, Crystal, and a coffee enthusiast. From a family in a small town in Missouri, we started with the simple idea of crafting a perfectly bold cup of coffee. Inspired by wellness and countless pots of stale coffee while deployed, we wanted to craft a bold, clean, and smooth coffee. So we did. And we realized we wanted to share this coffee with our friends lord knows we could all use a good cup of coffee right about now from the farm to your coffee cup there's nothing like a good well crafted and bold cup of coffee no matter what time of the day it's there to pick you up motivate you and relax you we hope you enjoy our coffee be bold be humble be kevlar And you can find Kevlar Joe's Coffee Company anytime you want at www.kevlarjoe.com. And for listeners of the Dig Bible Podcast, use the code, all caps, DIG20, whenever you're checking out to get a 20% off discount. Enjoy. Hi, this is Derek Gilbert. If you want to know your Bible, you have to dig, and you're in the right place. This is the Dig Bible Podcast.
1: we should read our Bible
2: as men digging for buried treasure. The Bible is the world's most popular enigma.
3: Its secrets lost to cultures beneath the sands
1: of time. Or is it? It is the glory of God to conceal things But the glory of kings is to search things out. God wants you to seek, to read his word, to to look for that knowledge. He wants you to do that.
3: Man, the people at Nicaea, they like chopped out 80 books of the Bible. We need to bring those back. There's more bad guys in this thing than a Bruce Willis
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Let's back it up here. I, I love the intro to your show because it's exactly right. There's the nuggets of gold in his word. As you guys always sign the show. You, you got to dig it. Dig it.
2: Show us your nuggets. God, our creator. Lies outside of
1: time and space and matter. I, know, I feel like guys be like, hello, McFly.
3: You ain't got it so far, then. There
0: are secret societies think that they are descendants of the giant. I mean, isn't is this exciting? I mean, you read it, it's like, wow.
2: The Nephilology
0: Roundtable. But these angels were taken to help immediately. Do not pass gold, and not $200. You're out of the game.
2: Dirty hands means clean theology. Can you dig it? What's going on all my local guys and gals and long distance pals? We're back. And it's a little bit of a switch this week because the local guys and gals are technically the long distance pals tonight. Yes we are.
1: That's a true story. Made a long trip uh, up to Ohio. I almost sat down, but up to Ohio. We're up in uh, the Brookville area. Pretty amazing conference that we got to be a part of. Uh, Justin got there a little bit ahead of us. Me and Ben had uh, <laughs> a few problems with the Jeep on the way but, up. But but Ben was amazing. As always. <laughs> and, and, and fixed... Uh, Fixed a thermostat and a sensor in less than half hour and got us back on the road. So, we uh, we got here and and Justin had to hold the fort down for about the first day. We got there just in time to see L.A. and that was about that was about it. But uh, the first day, and then we jumped in today. But it's been good.
2: Yeah, it was cool the first day. Got to hang out. I had mentioned uh, to Mike Spalding like several months ago you know just out of curiosity you know how much a vendor table would be and he told me and everything and then i just kind of forgot about it and i didn't think we'd actually have a big print of shirts
3: i remember you saying something like oh no we don't need that
2: yeah and so he's
3: like oh we'll we'll put your logo up on the screen or something
2: well see what happened was there was a miscommunication um he contacted me like shortly after that because i had expressed the interest in a table so then he was like, "Hey, I let another ministry have a table. Just donate thirty bucks, and then you can get a table." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So I donated the thirty bucks, and then come to find out, you know, he was thinking, "Well, if we got at least two tickets, you know, that was one hundred and twenty. So the difference for a vendor table was thirty dollars because it's one fifty for the vendor table." So there was like a miscommunication there, and I was like, "We well, you know what? Uh, yeah, we, we probably ain't gonna have enough shirts to." To print and to bring you know in this short amount of time i said you know you can just maybe put us down as like a sponsor of the of the show or something like that but steve and uh you helped too didn't you with yeah, the shirts i, I was totally working is. but we ended up getting like a 2025 20, uh, shirt print done and we was just going to kind of word of mouth you know if, if we seen people hey you like the shirt we got some but then when we got there they actually had our table set up for us so it worked out really good
1: it was uh, interesting because the the you know we, we got there and Justin had we did, I did not anticipate it. We walked in and Justin's sitting at a table and I'm sitting there going, oh, "Well, how about that?" <laughs> so we walked in and this is this pretty is a decent sized conference. When we walked in, it was a it was there, a nice complex. A that there. Harvest Revival Center was a beautiful place. Everybody was the the people that were putting it on did a phenomenal job. It was a a beautiful place. The We had a a lot of phenomenal speakers there, Um, people that we've met before and a few that we'd never have met before. um, Got to meet uh, a lot of amazing people, uh, especially today, I mean, for me and Ben, because we got there so late yesterday, but today we got to meet um, just so many people with so many different ideas and and so many different, uh, uh, it's so important that we understand that we are all in this together. Like we can't sit there and focus on our differences. We don't all have to agree on things that are non salvation issues, but yet we can come together as a church, as a unified body and understand that it's all about our salvation. It's all about those things. But in the, in the meantime, we have to prepare ourselves for what's ahead, who the enemy is, and, and how we can combat that.
3: I thought it was kind of neat that, I mean, I've never really been to a conference, right? But, you know, like concerts. You go to a concert, you know, if you like, say, say the, the first, the intro singer, whatever you'd call them, then you like them, you go out and you buy their, their stuff, they might be out there to talk to you. But, but it's just oh hey you know thanks you know here's a t-shirt whatever but you could sit down and talk to the speakers and actually have a conversation not just oh yeah I'm glad you're here and they should you know push you on to the next person and and it, it's it's it it's very intimate or, yeah and homely like it's like you knew them, I mean, the couples that come up that were just there, they yeah. come up and sit down, and what was wild is we met a bunch that are from where we're from or about to move to where we're from. Yeah. I mean, that was just insane. You know, people just saying, "Hey, here here's you a couple dollars for help you out." You know? I mean, it, it was it was really cool.
2: Yeah, and I'd always wanted an elongated skull for, like, years, and which I've been working all this overtime, and I'm sure you guys have seen that, you know, I've missed the past few shows, and it's because I've been working so much. So I was like, man, I've been working all this overtime. I'm going to get me one of those skulls. And uh, I found one online, and I ordered it, and it got here in time for the conference. So I was like, I am definitely taking this skull to the conference, and I'm going to have L.A. Marzulli sign this thing. And he did. And he did.
3: (laughs) Somebody else signed it too, right? Yeah, I had Derek Gilbert sign it too. Okay.
2: But yeah, and that was what was cool is because here I was, you know, I left the box of T-shirts in the car, and so I walk in with a gift bag for all the guests that we've had on the show because a lot of these speakers we've already had on our show, you know, Derek Gilbert, L.A. Marzulli, uh, Tom Dunn, uh, Vicky Joy Anderson, you know, just. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've missed anybody. Kenny C. So it's like I just left the other box in there. So here I come in with this gift bag full of shirts, and I'm going to go around and give everybody their shirts, you know, get a picture with them and stuff. And I had this skull under my right arm, and then I found out, you know, yeah, we got you a vendor table. And they had ours, man. It was prime real estate. As soon as you walk in dead center, you had to go by our table to get to anybody else's. So I thought that was cool. So here I was perfect setup not even realizing it so i had our box of business cards i had a box of stickers a big old box of shirts and my big nephilim skull so i just set all the shirts out on that table and the and the stickers and the cards and boom i set that nephilim skull in the corner and that was the the attention grabber man everybody wanted to at least come check out the skull and then they seen our stickers and shirts oh you guys are a podcast you know so it was a good conversation starter but uh L.A., he loved the skull. As soon as he seen it, he was like, where did you get this? Because him uh, and Aaron Judkins and uh, some guys went down to Peru and actually invested that exact same skull because it's a, it's a replica of it. He's like, we're the only ones with a mold of this thing. Where did you get this thing? He's the only thing it's missing is a jawbone.
3: I thought you dug it up in your backyard.
2: Oh, cat's out of the bag now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and And were you saying you always wanted one? I was wondering if you were – rubber band in your head at night oh to yeah to try to give yourself one
2: yeah a few people asked me and there's like an inside joke all three of us was like oh yeah he found that in his backyard yeah
3: some some people were like uh, kind of gave us that
1: what
2: a yeah, rototiller picked it right up <laughs> Say
1: what? that's where the jaw went that's where the, the <laughs> that's jaw went. Happened.
3: Roller roller rototiller just you know tore it off so we just used what we could use
1: that's just so cool, though, getting to talk to everybody, getting to see the these people and the speakers and, and every one of them. I tell you that it's amazing to me that when you get you can get and, and in this in the space that we kind of our show is based in and that we, we kind of dwell in, you know, it's it's a, it might not be a huge community, but there are people that are, are big names in that community like L.A. Marzulli or like Derek Gilbert and uh, the fact that you can just sit down and talk to them, and have a great conversation, and they, it's not, it's not a, uh, you know, you, I mean, Ben, how much time did you spend with Derek?
3: Yeah, I, and we just talking about, I mean, it's crazy, the, the, the amount of, I guess, small world, right? But like you're talking about sitting down and and they'll they don't mind having a conversation with you so I sat down and talked to Derek and Sharon and it comes out the or comes to find out that Sharon is actually from the same town that my wife's parents are from and where my wife grew up at up in Kentucky and then we got talking and you know because I get I'm I'm sure they know we're from Tennessee as much of as y'all have talked to him. I haven't really talked to him much until this time, you know, minus the time he's on the podcast. And he's like, yeah, I was – we were looking at moving down to Tennessee. I, he said, it, it was kind of weird. Um, we were looking at getting a, – like a, a guy was starting a radio station about, you know, like a men's – a religious men's radio station kind of – he he was saying it was like an alternative to Rush Limbaugh and stuff like that, but for Christian men, not saying that they're not if they are, but you know that kind of that kind of stuff. He said, but it, nothing really come come of it. Um, and he's like, yeah, we're going to move to Rogersville. I'm like, what? Because if you don't know, that's that's where we we live at. So I mean, it was just like, well, if that ain't a small world. You know, it's just crazy how you just sit down and have a conversation with them, like I was saying. And that, like, it's no, you could tell they're not, like, anxious, like, man, I wish this guy would move on along, you know. They sat there and was like, oh, yeah, talking, you know. We had some interesting conversations with some people. But, I mean, it, but it, it was very, 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 very good.
2: And uh, what, this is the first time that uh, we had a vendors table, you know. Which we're new to the whole podcasting thing, and we're new to the whole conference thing, you know. The, me and Ben, or sorry, me and Steve went to the one back in October at David Heavener's church. And it's and, my first one. Yeah, so that was our first experience with it. But it was a small, intimate setting, you know, like this one also. And we still got to sit down and talk to people and everything else. But this time, where I actually had a vendors table. So, I was sitting there, you know, meeting people and selling some shirts and stuff, and then they uh, sounded the alarm for everybody to go into the sanctuary and watch the show. Which
3: the first time I heard that, I was like, what on earth is going on? Oh,
2: yeah, the shofar, yeah. And uh, so, everybody took off, and then I just kind of hung back, because uh, I can't remember who was speaking first. I'm trying to think. But, so, but I, I sat back for a little while, and then I noticed everybody was gone, and At the beginning of the day, nobody had seen L.A. His table and stuff was set up. You know, I even went over and talked to his wife, Peggy, for a minute. She's like, oh, he's around here somewhere, and everybody was looking for him and asking for him, you know. And then after the shofar blew and everybody left, you know, the only people that was left in there was the the authors and and speakers. You know, uh, there was a few other vendor tables that was there, like Campermon. They were there, but, of course, they went into the sanctuary. So the only people that was, like, left in there was, like, me uh, Derek and Sharon, uh, uh, Peggy, and you know just you know some of the people that were presenting and, you know bigger name people. I was the, about the only nobody in there, but as soon as everybody left, and here come LA, and then it was pretty cool. It was like being backstage at a concert. So you know they were all just talking, being intimate, and you know and I got to talk with LA and gave him his shirt and how he was just over the moon over that thing and loved it. And then I showed him the skull and he signed the skull for me and stuff and then we got to talk to just it was just really cool. It was like being backstage for me, like being backstage at a rock concert and meeting everybody. But like you was talking about, just being intimate with everybody. One thing I loved about and me and Steve was talking about it too, like out of all the booths, everybody was there just selling merch and it was kind of a wham bam thank you ma'am, you may just a little bit of you know, conversation and stuff. But it's like today, you know, especially, you know, we had four and five people just pulling up and talking to us. You know, it was like, hey, pull oh, yeah. up a they chair, just man. Sat down and yeah, just talked man. To us for hours. Yeah, we just had roundtable discussions with people, and people just sit down, and talked to us for thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, or an hour. And I mean, it was just really cool. We met a lot of interesting people, and uh, so if you guys are listening and you have uh, you were one of those people, thank you. For the, for the conversation, at fellowship. I, I really enjoyed that.
3: Yeah, it, it was really good. I mean, all the conversations were, you know, they were outstanding conversations. Nobody really, you know, went overly weird or, well, for me, anyways. I'm, I'm not one for overboard stuff. But, I mean, I thought it was all pretty good.
1: the material the information the speakers are things this is something too that i think is really important is that when we we go to these conferences this isn't just a a touchy-feely gospel conference we're not sitting there just oh jesus loves you jesus loves you he does don't forget that never forget that that's foundational but we have to understand and we've talked about this many times that you know this these conferences are for people who are on fire for God they're for people who are ready for that next level they're ready they're past the milk and they're ready for the meat they 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 really need instruction in the next step like how do you further your faith how do you help those around you how do you get and reach the the next level of people because you know the church truly is a sleeping giant. There's so many people that are are in the church that are devout Christians, phenomenal people, but a lot of the church doesn't understand and doesn't see what's ahead of us, doesn't see the ultimate struggle that's coming. And as it says in the art of war, right? Know thine enemy. We need to know who we're up against. We need to know that when we get to that point like this is who we're fighting and this is how we combat them if we can and ultimately you know jesus you know he's he's the the commander in chief he's coming back on the white horse he's he's the we're coming back with full army but we have to know right now we're part of his army right now but we're here We have to be there for our kids. We have to be there for the next generation. We have to be there for everybody around us. And conferences like this, where you're around people who are preparing the next generation, preparing all the other Christians, that we are there to strengthen not only our faith, but to help us and help all those people that go to these things, help that next group of people. Everybody that you come back in contact with afterwards, we're there to help them, to strengthen them, to keep that, Help people understand Who the enemy Really is and how they're attacking us Because it's it's from all angles People like to focus on one part Of it and it's not one part We're getting it from every angle And if it's not of God it's of the devil And if it's Not something that's directly affecting you It's to distract you This is coming at us and we have To be prepared for this I mean I, yeah it's
3: Like, one of the conversations, one of the conversations we were having um, with a couple is, which he was a military person, like myself, and it's like the art of war. I mean, a commander, a good commander anyways, he would try to put himself in the enemy's mindset to be able to figure out his next move. Like, if I was him, where would I attack next? Or what what would my next move be? and and I think the problem with a lot of people today is they believe that Jesus is real. They believe in angels. They believe there's demons and, and the devil. But it's almost like the, the demons, yeah, they're there, but that, but they can't touch me. They can't influence me. They section it off because they don't want to deal with what might be be happening. With that kind of that realm, per se, and and you know, if an angel can can come and talk to you, so can a demon, and and it's not, it's not, it's almost like most of the church wants to only look at the what makes me feel good and ignore the what makes me uncomfortable, and. The what makes me uncomfortable is the enemy you have to fight. And if you're not preparing yourself to fight that enemy, then they're just going to walk over you. You're, you're going to be nothing. So, so the like, you know, like Vicki Joy talks about the sleep paralysis stuff, and, and a lot of them talking about different things that 60 years ago, you'd say, you're crazy. But... As, as the world, like the whole alien thing, as the world starts progressing, okay, 40 years ago, i seen an alien. I've got crop circles. I've got this and that. People goes, uh, 60 years ago, you're crazy. Then it's, uh, and then ancient aliens come out, and they, they almost Hollywood it. You got E.T. You got all these different movies that's got aliens in it you know battleship which is an awesome movie but anyways
2: <laughs> i like that's the the point
3: right it's besides the point sidebar but anyways they're almost making it more more relative more mainstream main, yeah mainstream and and it's not that they're aliens that's what they're projecting to make you think oh they're aliens and a, a Christian is like, well, there's no such thing as aliens. Because God made men. He's made angels. The the bad angels, which are now you know, demons slash the fallen. The Nephilim would be the demons walking the earth because they're not of heaven or of earth. So aliens, aliens, you're crazy. And, and then they shut it off. Like, you're crazy. I'm, I don't want to talk about that. You're You're silly, but it's not necessarily that they are aliens. Alien means not of this world. So an angel, by definition, is an alien. Jesus, by well, I guess not Jesus because he was part man, but for say God, by definition, is not of this world. He is in the, he's God. Well, I guess he would be, but you understand what I'm saying.
2: Well, like Bill Gates, he, he makes the computer, but he's not in the computer. He's not in there making all the moves. He's outside of it. Correct. So God, the same, yeah. Yeah,
3: but but it's almost to the point to where people look and they say, you know, aliens, whatever, you're, you're stupid. Now, if not saying that what what everybody's saying is wrong, but if they would retell re and say demons and the devil are trying to abduct people and as it was in the day of noah what were they doing angels were mating with human women what what do all these alien encounters they're molesting the children trying to impregnate them whatever so okay let's let's change aliens to demons now it's a li- it's a little bit different because it's the same demons slash angels. Not of not of this realm are trying to impregnate people of this realm. Because the end of the world, revelations, when Jesus comes back, will be as it was in the time of Noah. So until we get to that point, I mean, it's going to get to that point eventually. You've got. They're cloning sheep and cloning all this other stuff. So if they can clone it, then they can manipulate it because it's not—it's not organic. Well, I mean, you know, natural. And and it's just to look the other way is just silly. I think. I mean, I understand the weird and ah, uh, you know, because. Ten years ago, five years ago, I was the same way. Go ahead.
2: And I just want to say, Ben, I am so proud of you. And I'm serious. You were sitting there saying all this, and I was just sitting there just sitting back. It's kind of It wasn't that, in me, was it? But, but don't, don't get me wrong. Don't take no offense to this. But I, I felt like that proud dad when the, when the training wheels came off and you see him riding off on his own. I was like, that's my boy. Because for those that's not followed us from the beginning, okay, Ben was totally I'm He was totally. Well, that's
3: not the word.
2: <laughs> he's not good. He's pronunciations.
3: Yeah, you, sh- you
2: should have been. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what okay. I'm getting at—that's inside joke. Yeah, we'll you tell that been one here at, at lunch. We'll tell that one. But no, what I'm getting at is for those that's been around and listened to this, you know, since the beginning. We have totally red peeled the crap out of Ben, and I remember, you know, when we done this Bible study, Ben didn't know nothing about fallen angels. He didn't know nothing about the Nephilim giants, or any I, of this I knew, stuff. I knew a bit. Well, you knew David and Goliath's story, yeah. You know, well, the,
3: I, I, you talked to me once, and I I got the book of Enoch and I read it. Yeah. what well,
2: I audio book. It. I audio book. I it. had
3: the book, but like audio, listened to it. Yeah, but
2: what I'm getting at though is, I remember specifically in an episode we were talking about the stuff we were talking about, and you said, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, we've kind of me and Steve, you know, we've kind of looked in this for a few years now, and uh, and then Ben's just like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I got through into the freaking deep end over here. <laughs> he said, we, Yeah, we, I ain't got no, no I life raft.
3: Swim. <laughs> I just got thrown in into the deep end. And I have no idea what's going on.
2: Yeah, so like you know, within a year to see you sitting across the table, and your your paradigm totally shifted. It's like you know, if you can do it, anybody can do it, brother.
3: It's it's. I'm a dumb redneck from East Tennessee. I, I will never say I'm the smartest guy in the room ever. I will say I'm probably the dumbest guy in the room. So there's that. Okay, I'm the dull knife in in the in the drawer. Okay, but I can fix a the thermostat. <laughs> It's, I mean, it just makes sense. If you have Jesus, you have, okay, you got God. He made everything. Well, G, you know, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit made everything. The devil corrupted us in the garden. Then, you know, Genesis 6 happens. It's in the Bible. You can't deny it. Angels come down to earth, mated with the women, and made the giants.
2: So are you trying to say that kissing cousins they don't do not make 30 footers okay. No. I just want No. No. So and you can get
3: that shirt on the website. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> but I mean it's in the it's word for word in the Bible. Okay? But it stops there. Then it goes on to Noah. Okay? And it talks about All the evil things that, you know, the world's been corrupted. He's just going to wipe it clean. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, it's the only time in the Bible that God says he wishes he never made man. In Genesis, well, I mean, this is still in Genesis. But Genesis, at the beginning, made this, it was good. Made that, it was good. Made man, it was good. He needs a helper, you know, made Eve, she was good. Blah, 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 all the way down. Genesis 6, the Nephilim, everything's getting corrupted. Now, Enoch, it's not in the Bible, but it's a good reference. Read it, I, hey, easy now. It's a good reference, but it's not the canon. But you get information, more information, they're over here about having heart attacks. More, more information on what happened during this time. You okay? You
1: okay, Steve? So you're telling me after all this time you've actually been listening.
3: I have. Shh. Don't, t- don't ruin
1: my persona. Until- <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll- all right, I got to back it up one time here. Just because we, we've 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 jumped in the deep end, Ben is. But I got my floaties on. No, no, you oh, took your floaties up. They they we we popped those son of a guns. They're done. We're done. I'm ben, treading water. Listen, we're at the point now where you don't need a, a like a, 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 an adult to swim with you in the pool. You're okay by yourself. We're good. I'm so happy. You have no idea. Literally, you just blew my mind. I mean, it, it blew up a little bit. My left side's numb, but we'll get we'll get past that. You, but let, uh, you need to calm down on the – you only have a little bit of hair left. I know. it's So it's parts leaving. of your skull coming out, that, that's going to leave a mark. All right. But <laughs> things like this, this is where I think that it's really important for us to understand and very important for everybody in the church, everybody in, in the, this religious space that we have to see that when we talk about things, you know, and, and, and the word alien is so taboo. Right, we talk about that. The people want to. Th- this is so taboo. People just turn it off. Turn when, it turned off when you when you say that. This the, the
2: trigger
3: word. The,
1: yeah, yeah. The problem people being, their safe space. <laughs> the problem being, though, the same thing is that anything that we hear, that we hear over and over and over again, something that's pushed in our face over and over and over again, the church needs to take it seriously. We as Christians need to take it seriously because, in one way or another, when Everybody, when you see this stuff constantly in the news, you, we just heard about it this week, you know, in, in Congress. This stuff's getting pushed on us. And that's that's kind
3: of what I was saying. It, it's progressing, it to where, and we'll get to the whole rapture thing here in a minute.
1: But the whole point is that when you see this, we can't just deny that there's something, not something going on, that there's not a purpose, that there's not something there, whether it's for deception, whether it's for... Um, trying to soften the blow when something comes or, or the way that and personally the way i see this going and and i know it maybe i'm jumping a little past where we are but i i see this whole alien phenomena the thing that we see around us i i totally see that we've seen and la talked about this a lot the different levels of disclosure we talk about that boom 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 people keep saying okay well it was this first now it's this It's the same thing in our society today. We can talk about anything in our society today that we we slowly accept little pieces at a time. Baby steps. Baby steps that get us to a certain point where all of a sudden it doesn't seem. If we took that gigantic step, it'd be like, no way. But if we slowly take these steps like we have with the alien agenda or whatever you want to call it that we get to a point where all of a sudden it's like well that seems possible that and then we have shows like the ancient alien stuff or we have these other things where all of a sudden everybody's sitting there and and jumping on board with this where it makes it plausible that it's something that's going to affect us because it's it's so big right now first of all they're trying to tell us that you know aliens are the ones that planted us on earth and all these different things and, and it's just which, which we know is false we do know it's false but the problem is is that people who are not every, well not everybody has a christian foundation but at the same time people love to have an answer but not have any repercussions if if angels put or i'm sorry if if uh if uh aliens put us here then oh great thanks appreciate it guys can party all day long because yes. god ain't real but aliens
3: if, put me here
1: but if if I have accountability for my sin, for my actions, if, if it's because of God, it's because of what Jesus did for me. All of a sudden, there's the weight shifted on me. I have I have something I need to I need to do. On. I need to work on myself. I can't be this way. So it's real easy to oh we found an answer, but it's is it the right answer? It's not the right answer, and but. that's
3: that's that's what we're pushing towards, right? And and. The whole alien thing, right? I can't remember. Was it L.A.? That was, I think it was L.A. talking about it. Yeah, L.A. Yeah. He said, "Okay, imagine we we all get raptured,
2: right?" We, no, he did preface though. He said, "Now, he's, now this is this, me this is, postulating." This, yeah, so. this
3: is this is not saying this is how it's going to happen, but imagine if this is if this did happen like this, okay? So this whole ancient aliens we're working our way up to where he was like well maybe now we have in congress people saying yeah we've collected spacecrafts and the people are saying well are are yes, we and we have are, captured pilots yeah, yeah well when crafts. you captured the ships you know was there any pilots he goes yes we've collected organic matter you know he was i think he was trying to Be more poetic, not saying yes. We have bodies, you know, but it's that's where we're at today. That happened what last week? Yeah, of of the time of recording that happened. Yeah, this week. Yeah, this is Saturday, so it happened. You know, this week. Yeah. So, I mean, you have people in Congress now. You could also say, oh, they're just trying to distract from what's going on in politics and the president's son and whatever you want to say, that's fine. That might be the case, but they're saying it out loud now. So let's just assume this is for real. They've got whatever they found, right? Not saying it is actually aliens, but something, okay? Or or it's all a joke, and there's no... No such thing as aliens, but they're telling us this. So the human population are going, oh, man, did you hear what happened in Congress in the United States? They said they found alien spaceships with actual dead aliens, possibly. They might have been alive. I don't know. You know, they said they found organic matter, the pilots. And then let's say the rapture happens. So us Christians who believe, we're gone. So now, what's left is the Christians who know the Bible, or well, they wouldn't be Christians, I guess. But people who like in the in the Left or Behind a, or series, just a broad
2: stroke, the ones left behind, right? Christian or non, the ones right. left behind
3: that know and not and didn't believe, or that just don't care. And and what he was saying is, what if that happened, and then this alien race slash demon say. Oh, yeah, we were here. We're the ones that created you. But now now we we know that you're ready for the next. We've been watching you. You're ready for the next level. We've been taking some of y'all to see where your minds at or whatever, to, you know, to cover up the whole abduction stuff. We we evolved and, you from apes. Now right. you're ready
2: for 2.0 to, yeah. download. And
3: and all the people that we took away, they wasn't ready. They 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 weren't They weren't good enough, and you've just totally erased God out of the picture because people want answers, and it's true. If you have a problem, a health problem, you go to the doctor. Hey, Doc, what's wrong with me? Whatever they, oh, okay, that's what's wrong with me? Okay, cool. Now I know, and the doc could be totally wrong.
2: Doc, take this. Yeah,
3: take this pill. Whatever, you know. It's, it's just, not saying this is what's happening, but the progression is what, that could be the great big lie after the rapture happens to pull everybody who might, I've heard about Jesus, I've heard about the rapture, but I, I, I didn't really believe it. And to explain it away
2: without scripture. Yeah,
3: exactly. And if you can erase God, that's the whole plan of the devil. Erase God completely And he's in his eyes he thinks he won.
2: See, I think it's either one of two things. You know, like Timothy Alberino was saying, you know, like and you were saying too, extraterrestrial means not of this world. So angels, demons, God, textbook definition, extraterrestrial. So you just you know, get rid of the verbiage. Then the ancient aliens people and the Christians are all on the same page. Just we get hung up on on verbiage, you know, on what you call it. Yeah. So, either, you know, like I like how Timothy Arino said, you know, he said, possibly not all these crafts that we see are our enemies. Or bad guys. Some, he said, some could be our heavenly brothers that are helping uh us control of the jurisdiction of our of our realm you know angels you know of course he said you know that just postulating you know so it's either these ufos are fallen angels to deceive mankind or it's our government manufacturing these Doing things the same thing manufacturing these <laughs> yeah. things to deceive the nation in false flag events to get us scared to death because history has shown if you cause a problem and get the people afraid enough they will trade away their freedoms so when you're causing a problem you have the solution hidden away before you cause the problem that way you can wave it in the air and all the scared little Puppets will come running' because you had the solution, and we without you know getting in trouble with any, getting any kind of YouTube strikes on us, I think we all know what I'm talking about.
1: We just got canceled, thanks a lot,
2: but is what I'm getting going at, on YouTube
3: but what I'm we getting at
2: video. is I think Richard Nixon showed his hand. he went on live t v and was talking about the the alien space threat, and he said. Yes, you know, we we fight amongst ourselves against races and creeds, and we can't seem to to agree on anything, but we need to come together to one accord, you know, to a a new world order and and peace and prosperity. And I see no other way or no faster way that we could do so is if we were attacked by an external threat that we would forget all of our differences and come together on one accord for the survival of the human race.
3: And what does that also sound like?
2: Getting not too
3: political, but the Tower of Babel. They were all coming together to try to create the tower. God dispersed them. And what's the human race slash the demons controlling certain people of the human race trying to do? Bring us all back together. One world order. To fight against God,
2: yeah, revelation.
3: yeah, it's it's revelations. All it's it's just, yeah, it's just trying different ways, and and I can't remember who said it. I think it was Vicky Joy. Like Generation X people, they ain't gonna take no crap. The the whole I'm gonna make you scared. They they don't get scared much. It's it's just they watch scary movies. You know they they did the rough stuff. They've they've seen the the Iraqi war. Most of them going into it were Gen X people who said, "Hey, I'll go fight. No big deal." And then you have the millennials. No offense, but they're little sissies. And I'm I'm kind of borderline in Gen X slash millennial, but I consider myself more Gen Xer. I sir, I mean, I don't care.
2: You, you can that's tell why me the whatever. Was using the and all these DMT and these drugs and things, and instead of you know where these other entities were using fear tactics on that generation, like she was saying, you know this this new generation.
3: It don't work. Yeah, so... The Gen X, it they're don't, hitting the them don't work, with so you the gotta feel do goods, different.
2: you know, with the with the feelings of light and love and joy in the astral realm when they're taking these DMT and ayahuasca and all these things, so they're hitting them with flattery and, and feelings of love and joy and light, and that's the deception of this generation.
3: And, and not even that. You can even throw meth in there. And all these other crazy drugs, I mean... Back in high school, people did pot. The druggies, they did pot and shrooms. There wasn't cocaine. There wasn't crack. There. I mean, I'm sure it was around, but there wasn't meth. And now, now you're getting into all this crazy stuff because we can't scare you, so we'll get you drugged up. We'll we'll get you in that psychedelic realm or whatever, and we'll mess with you that way or or whatever. And now you got the millennials who are a little 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 not as tough we'll say and then you got these Zers, who i don't even know what to say but they can just go right back to the fear with the Zers. cuz you know I'm I'm a unicorn and and you have to agree i mean and if that's not taking God out of everything i don't know what to tell you
1: I'm gonna reiterate here real quick that This is what I think. Ben is blowing my mind right now. This is if you guys have followed us along this whole path at all, like Ben Ben's a quiet guy most of the time. Sometimes he's along for the ride. Sometimes there's things he's very passionate about and he jumps in and Sometimes I actually do some studying. Well there was this there was this one time, time or two. There was this one time. But in all honesty, like, it, it, you can see this is something that, you know, we talked about it today. This started as a small group. This started as, as, as four guys getting together because, well, it really is supposed to be more, but only four of us showed up. Right. And it started as a small group, us just coming together because we were like-minded. We, we wanted to have a Bible study, and we wanted to learn. And, and we always said iron sharpens iron. We want to grow in our faith, we want to grow towards God. We want to be able to take that back and, and share that with our families and, and our, grow our families in a godly way. And it has been an unbelievable ride. I, I literally cannot explain, and I wish I could. I wish I could explain to everybody out there that what has happened in the last year has blessed me, has blessed us beyond anything i could ever imagine i it has hit me in ways and i'm sure each of these guys could tell you different things but it's changed my life in ways that i can't tell you guys i mean and i don't mean that i wouldn't try but i just physically can't tell you this has been unreal this ride has been amazing and and god has worked in it so many ways and, and we always say if we can help that one person, God, let us please help that one person, let's please help reach that one person. And I know I'm sorry, I know this conversation's bouncing around a bit, but that's kind of what happens with us. we 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 don't have a, a set format. We don't have a there's no script, yes, there's no script. We don't do that.
3: We are literally sitting at a table in the kitchen in the A air yeah air well Airbnb. After we've done went and ate at Buffalo Wild Wings, we're like, "Hey, let's let's make a podcast." That's literally there's nothing on the table, computer, some drinks, and us talking.
1: But look at this, and I said this to you earlier, Jess, and I said, "Look to, look back two years ago, we never would have dreamed oh, no. that we'd be time. in this place, and God has blessed us in so many different ways." God has pushed us in some direction. We're all growing, we're all learning, and we're all bringing different things to the table. There's not one of us that's the same. We don't all agree on things. We, sh- I mean, we sure don't all agree on things. And I, uh, I talked about that a little bit today with a few different people I talked to that asked, what, what, what's your podcast all about? And I said, you know, it's a little bit of everything. I said, though, we don't all agree. We all have different ideas. But the thing is, we can be respectful with each other. We love each other. It's it's one of those things where it truly is us bouncing ideas off each other, talking to so many amazing other guests that have come on, and still doing a Bible study. Putting all that together, it's been amazing. And I literally look forward to it every week. And it's one of those things where I can't, like I said, I can't even put it into words how it has has strengthened my faith, um, just grown me as a Christian. And literally, if nobody is listening to this, not a single person, I am so grateful it still happened.
3: I mean, we're working on ourselves as and all we're doing is recording it. The, the, the whole the small group, Steve was gone. I think he went up to Michigan or had something to do. Whatever it it's was, like is that you're in the wilderness? The, the
1: wilderness. <laughs> the wilderness water park.
3: The wilderness water park. So, so that's in Gallenberg. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. right. So we're like, well, we'll Facetime you. So we're literally in Chad's. We gym. did like a Facebook Live. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's what it was. We Facebook had a private Live. group and we yeah. made a video yeah,
2: and put it, it on just there those. just for him to watch because he was saying, man. Cause what was it? we was doing the Tower of Babel and he was yeah, like, he's like, I oh. hate to miss that one. Yep. So we recorded it for him. Yeah.
3: And so he's like, man, after after the video, the next the time we have our little Bible study, we're like, man, we need to we need to like be recording this. And then here we are. I mean, we're just three dudes talking.
2: And I never even listened to a podcast before that.
3: We don't know what we're doing. We had to call his brother to set it up.
1: Tell us what to buy. Yeah, tell
3: us what to buy. How to, I mean, we're running cheap, Mike, some box. Some Cause, box.
2: Yeah, because, hey. Some magical square thing I with can, little bouncy lights can, and yeah, knobs. Yeah, it's,
3: it's got knobs.
2: It's witchcraft.
3: <laughs> it might be. I don't know. But we're, we're using it a for box. God's glory. If it is witchcraft. <laughs>
0: With so much division in the body of Christ, it's important to come to one accord when you can. That's why most denominations agree that the Better Insurance Agency is the right choice for your insurance needs. At the Better Insurance Agency, we care enough about your home and auto insurance to push through doctrinal disputes. Because when it comes to the gift of good coverage, there's no cessation here. So head to the www.thebetterquote.com to begin switching to the Better Insurance Agency. Currently available only in Virginia and Tennessee.
2: Well, one thing I thought uh, really stood out to me was during the conference when L.A. was talking, who all has seen orbs in the sky raise your hand? And there was quite a few people raised their hand. And they said, okay, well, who all has uh, had a, a supernatural experience with, with an entity or, or, or ghost or something like that? And a few more people raised their hand. And he's like, well, okay, what about sleep paralysis? Who's had an episode with sleep paralysis? And he told us, you know, keep, if you raise your hand, keep your hand up. And he asked, you know, a set of three or four questions like that. And before you knew it, I mean, within three, four questions, every single person just about had their hand I up. I would say I didn't raise my hand because I haven't. I mean, if he said, if you've
3: sent some crazy crap in Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> but... um Which I guess that might have fell into that. But I me not raising my hand looking around, it was about three quarters of the people there had their hands up.
2: Mm -hmm. And so he said, Okay, he said, so this is the you know, the majority. He said, How many of you people that that's got your hands up right now? He said, Lower your hands back down. He said, How many of you uh, told this to your local pastor? I don't think there was there might have been maybe two hands pop up and he says this is why we're here he said he said I'm not bashing the church he said believe me I love the church he said but the church is not equipped for these end times problems that we're having he said because the church just wants to ignore it and that's what you talked about earlier
3: it's like all they're worried about is the milk
2: and that's the thing, yes. Get you
3: saved. And that, that's great.
2: That's the foundation of the building. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you still got to build the house.
3: And, and that's – I mean, you got to do that. But you got to know how to fight or else you're just going to crumble.
2: But uh, I thought uh, L.A. he did a really good job. And so, I mean – most of us there has followed La, so you know we we knew you know kind of his wheelhouse and things like that. But with the the recent news and stuff like that, he had some more layers to add to that onion with his presentation, and I thought it was really good. He was the last speaker of the first night, and you guys came just in time for that, so I'm glad you guys got to see that. Uh, so I guess just that's pretty much the first day in a nutshell. But and also, but I will say. Uh, Got to meet uh, Brandon Spain and Sandy Spain from Unrefined Podcast. So glad. Got to meet you guys and put a, a, a face to the, the name, which I mean, I already had a face to the name because we're friends on Facebook, but it was real good to it's meet you in guys person. in person. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, right beside of us, we had those uh, Camperman guys. So we got to meet Chris and his uh, newlywed wife and uh, hang out with them a little bit. And then uh, Tori ended up coming the next day. So, she, you know, she came a day late like you guys did, and we got to meet her. She was just.
3: I think she said she made it just in time for L.A. too.
2: Oh, okay. I believe so. Yeah. So it was really cool meeting some of uh, the other podcasters that all and got started around the same our time. about Lego craft. Oh, yeah. Tim, uh, Timmy was next, ex, brother. Yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. Timmy Braithwaite, the Lego man. He,
3: he's working on something that we cannot disclose
2: and it's a pretty big deal
3: it's a big deal
2: big <laughs> but yeah it was really cool to meet these other podcasters because what's funny is we, especially with us three we all started right around the same time and uh, I had a conversation with a with a woman today uh, she just come over and started talking to me and stuff and and, uh, and if I'm friends with this lady or you listen to the podcast and, and I don't remember your name I apologize but I remember she came over and was just talking to us, you know. She's like, yeah, I listen to, to you guys and, and Unrefined Podcast and, and Camper you know. And she was an older woman, you know. She said, L.A. Marzulli, she said, and Derek Gilbert, Sharon Gilbert. These are the, the ones from, you know, my generation. She said, you guys, she said, are the future. She said, you guys are, are the next generation to carry the torch. So I would uh, – you know, be honored to stand on the shoulders of such great men, and and try my best to hold that torch. You know what I mean? But I, that that made me, that, that gave me some feel of feel goods. You know what I mean? Just to be in the, be considered the, the the rookie of the year of the that class of NBA All Stars.
3: And and just to add on, like us three podcasts, kind of coming together, or not necessarily coming together, but starting up around the same time. I've heard this, I can't remember if Doug, our preacher, said it, but somebody said something, like about revelations, that 60 years ago, 1800, they had revelations, but no one really talked about it. It wasn't really relevant. But, like just at some point it's like the holy spirit said okay everybody you need to talk about this you know and and all of a sudden you you see books about it you see you know which it happened before really youtube got big i'm pretty i think but you know you you can get on youtube watch all kinds of stuff about revelations and it's almost like the holy spirit is guiding people in certain areas and it all happens at once
1: but the uh it's you know old men will have visions and young men will dream dreams and, and i think that it says there'll be an outpouring of my spirit and i think that what's happening and i do firmly believe and i know many people have thought i know paul peter and paul both thought they were in the end times right after jesus left this hasn't changed you know they were Trying to hurry up and get to the ends of the world with the uh, in acts even you know paul was because the end of the world you know where he thought he could get there and be back and it would be done and then they could move on it was it was time for jesus to come back they thought it'd be in their lifetime but the whole point is as we go along and and we keep going down this road we keep seeing the Keep getting sidetracked. I was
3: thinking about your Jeep
1: again, wasn't you? I was not thinking about my Jeep. <laughs> oh, what were we talking about before that?
3: Going to and
1: fro. Oh. We're about the, the podcast, three guys. Yes, but um, well, I think, but I think that the whole point is that we're at the point at this at this juncture, as we go along through the change as, as our history keeps progressing, as things keep changing, as the world continues to get more and more evil that we're seeing that God's pouring out His spirit on those who follow him, on his believers, on his followers. And like you had said just a little bit ago about people who were, were looking at, at some of these young podcasts as the next generation. And she said she didn't see that years ago. And you're seeing that now, and I think that's God trying to use this next generation and potentially final generation to, what I say? Reach who we can what? reach. Populate yeah. heaven and empty out hell. I really firmly believe that, and I think we're right there at the cusp where we're pushing the envelope, and maybe this is our, our, our last charge, our last hurrah. We don't know. But we're really trying to get to that point where we're, we're at the end times, in my personal belief. And on that
3: concept, I can't remember which speaker said it, but he's talking about like a military operation, right? You take an enemy and you turn them, and now he can give you information, and he's also— Somewhat possibly a spy, right? But if you're not for God, you're against God. So if you're not saved, you're against God, pretty much, in a nutshell. The more people we can save, we're taken away from the enemy. We're stealing their soldiers. And if you look at it like that, I mean, that's a totally different view to to look at it.
2: Oh, I mean, I agree. And it's, uh, I think it was, uh, was uh, Coach Dave, he was uh, talking about that the the first day. Basically, you know, how we are the, the soldiers of God and we, we need to wake up and, and have our swords drawn and, and it's a battle going on all, all around us. You know, those with spiritual eyes can, can see it. And then that's another thing I think that goes on, you know, even if you don't realize it on a subconscious level, yes, these conferences are, are great. You know, if, if you're past the milk and you're on the meat, here, here's where you go get in line and get your steak. But not only are you getting, you know, your your knowledge-based increased, not only are you doing that, they're not, you're uh, forging new friendships. and and new alliances with other like-minded people and christian people you are creating a uh, a social network you're making uh, new friends on facebook and brothers and sisters in christ and uh meeting these new new authors and, and new speakers to and if you have a show to to speak with and and you know get their knowledge out there to other people or if you're not a podcaster if you're just, you know, a, a truth seeker, if you want to, you know, dig into some of these uh subject matters that these people spent 10,000 plus hours on and, you know, and, and get your nuggets as we like to say from from these different people and piece together your mosaic. All these things are great. But it's really the equivalent to going to it's a spiritual boot camp, whether you realize it or not, because you're you're getting your training, you're getting your field training. You are boosting morale of uh, fellow comrades. You're building camaraderie, and you're getting your ammo and your ammunition, and and you are preparing for the day of battle, whether you realize it or not.
3: And. With that being said, the whole you, you're you're building a friendship with them. You know, it's not like just some rock star who, oh man, I loved your show. Oh yeah, thanks. you're by my t-shirt. Like they'll stay in touch with you if if you seek
2: that. Well, not even and just the speakers either; just the people, yeah, the people just, that are yeah. going.
3: I mean, we yeah, we had people come up. That we've shared numbers with. Oh, yeah, we had round we
2: tables going yeah. on. I loved that, dude. That's what I told him. I was like, I was looking around at some of the other booths, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, I loved what we had going on. People just pulled up and started talking. Hey, man, pull up a chair. I remember at one point we had like five people gathered around just sitting. We had just round table discussion just going talking. on. Yeah, I mean, I loved every minute of it.
3: But what I was saying, it's like, okay, you might think what, what they talked about was just off in left field. But you got the concept cuz you were there. You you heard what they said. And and that's that's fine. You might have never experienced anything that any one of them talked about. But one day you might, or you might meet someone who has. And if if it even happens to you, your your partner, your your children, whoever, your friends, you now have a connection, and they're not going to blow you off. You can get on Facebook and say, hey, this happened. Can I get a hold of you? Whatever. And for the most part, I about bet every single one of them would take some time out to talk to you. You can't do that with a rock star. They don't care about you. Buy my CD. Here's my T-shirt. I've got stuff to do. And and it's it's just... Like I said, it might not be... It You might not be in the place where what they're talking about right now is, but you might be in the future, and it's that basic training. You know, the guy who's daggone typing the typewriter or in the S1 shop for the military people, they don't go to war. They're in a shop. They're paying your paycheck. They're making sure... Your awards are right. That's their job. They're not the ones on the front line shooting the bullets. But they still get trained on how to shoot the bullets. Because you never know when your perimeter is ambushed and and busted through and now you have to shoot the bullets. You might never see a, a demon or... Anything sketching in your whole life, good for you. That, that, that would be the way to live. That, that would be a good life. You know, never have much hard times. But but when the stuff comes, you, you can't tell the future. Only God knows that. You, you at least have the ammo and and the knowledge and we'll say the training in quotations to somewhat know how to at least attempt to fight it. You know, it's like it's like say, say your credit score. If your parents don't tell you how to, to run credit, how to how to build your credit score, you just go blow every dollar you got, you're gonna have a rough life. If they teach you how to manage your money, build credit, so now, now you can get loans when you need loans because your credit's awesome. Life's a little easier because you have that knowledge. And it's the same thing. You, you If you don't try, you're, you're just going to be a sitting duck. You're that guy who slept through, through all class and now you're trying to take an exam and you don't have a clue what it's talking about.
2: Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. That was that guy
3: sleeping through class, by the way.
2: <laughs> but uh but yeah overall man it was just a a really good conference and uh mike spaulding he put on a, a really good conference and from my understanding he's done this for a few years now so uh hopefully he does one in 2024 and uh i think it's safe to say we will be back and uh we're back uh our first run of t-shirts were, were really good uh, we sold everything but like four or five shirts It's four yeah and then we had plenty of people that we just run out of the design they wanted or the size they needed and were they at the bottom and they wanted to you know know if we, they can get these online so that, that's the next thing we're working on we'll have the online shop set up pretty soon and a funny story to share i told the guys about it it was a uh, the first day I was sitting there, and like I said, you know, our table ended up kind of just being like a round table discussion. I was sitting there talking with uh, some people, and uh, this guy, he just happens to walk by, and I see him kind of look over, and I thought, you know, he was just looking at the, you know, the elongated skull because that grabbed a lot of people's attention. And he stopped and t- kind of turned, and then he just turned right around and just kind of made a beeline toward the table. And then it was. I was wrapping up the conversation with the guy that I was talking to, and he walked away. And that guy went, you know, straight up to me, and he said, "Hey, I just want to let you know, I love your guys' podcast, you know, and keep doing what you are doing for the glory of the Lord. You know, this is awesome, you know, and just and thanking me and stuff." And I was like, "Oh, thanks, man. You listen. Oh, yeah, yeah." He said, "I didn't realize that you guys, you know, were the dig." He said, "I just happened to be walking by this table." he said with my wife and uh this guy's name mike mike it was a pleasure to meet you man but uh it was funny because uh you know if you guys for those that don't know it just maybe found us believe it or not we're southern men what yeah at least two of us yeah are. we got we got a little bit of a twang going on but he said he was walking by and he said and he said I wouldn't pay no attention he said but I heard your voice he said and I immediately stopped he said and told my wife we have to go back I know that voice I listen to that podcast I know that voice and he came back he said and then I seen the sign he said I was like okay I connected the dots yes and he said yeah man I love y'all stuff he said I spent a lot of time on the road he said and you know listening to podcasts and I discovered you guys and Love what you do and all this stuff, and I was like, "How funny!" <laughs> you didn't even see our sign or nothing. You just heard me talking. I said that 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 shows me I'm, I got a distinctive voice. <laughs> Sounds like some rednecks over there. Yeah. I
1: think I know that guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, and what I thought about too, which I didn't mention at the time, is when we had that comedian Brad Stein on. You know, he he you know he's a comedian. And he was poking fun at us, you know, a little bit of Southern boys and stuff. And he said, yeah, he said, you Southern guys, you got a you got a, a bad rap. He said, you know, even NASA, you know, he said the, the main stations down there in, in Alabama. He said, for instance, he said, you could have the smartest guy in the room. He said, have the best idea ever and step up, raise his hand, and be like, hey, I got an idea. Listen right here. He said, immediately, everybody's going to shut down. Nope. He said, they're going to turn it off. He said, and then they're going to look at you and be like, that's okay, Jethro. You just sit back down. (laughs) He said, the accent ruins it all for you. You could be the smartest guy in the room, but as soon as you open your mouth, everybody turns you off.
1: That was pretty funny. I'm from Michigan. Poor thing. You moved down here because you want to be one of us. You're Well, it's... But you got to work on that twang. I literally thought about getting a banjo, but it just didn't pan out. Why not? <laughs> anyway, today... <laughs> today we got to see... Um, right away in the morning, we saw Vicky. Vicky was phenomenal, as always. Really really honestly she is such a good writer uh her book they only come out at night is so good uh it, it really expounds on uh, some really important topics that you see pop up in 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 our overall pop culture when you talk about vampires and things of this nature which i, I know when we start saying vampires. Uh, jed burton gets excited but i don't know about anybody else but but it literally there's things where these ideas of these um kind of demonic things come out there's there's places where this comes from in our religious history and we need to look back and understand that this is this stuff is there's, there's a reason it's there there's a reason these things are talked about and there's a spot where it comes from and we have to look back and have to understand um you know once again looking at who we're fighting who the enemy is but Vicki Joy breaks things down in ways that are just so well written and she's just so good with words it's a phenomenal book but we listened to Vicki Vicki was great as always um, then we listened to Sharon for a little bit uh, Sharon was the next speaker and Sharon was on point but it was so cool because her and Derek you know they research a lot of stuff together and they're both of their uh, presentations kind of piggybacked off each other. They compliment each other very well, and they really got into a lot of different things. Ben, I know you're excited. I know you're excited. I was gonna say, I wonder why they compliment each other. Husband and wife, maybe. Well, that, that does help. But they're—I mean—they are truly not only just a married team, but a great research team too. And they really phenomenal authors in their own right. I mean the way they, they can word things and put stuff together, both fiction and nonfiction is amazing. Um, a big fan of, uh, I literally come over to my house, look at the bookshelf. I got all sorts of their books on the bookshelf. So uh, that goes, I also have Vicki Joys up there as well. So, but if you really look into like how they write and, and the things that they write, there is, there is, you'd be hard pressed to find a better researcher in general than Derek Gilbert. But they put so many things together and, and, and fit so many puzzle pieces together. And to find, you know, we talked about it. We've had it on one of our podcast shows to show where the valley of the shadow of death is a physical place and where it is. After Sharon was really on point, And like I said, it piggybacked in with, with Derek quite a bit and really jumping into things about um, their trips to Israel and the different places they got to be. And really, to me, and it's something that I'm finding more and more because I didn't, I didn't understand it. But the, well, partially because you know we don't have that background. We've never been to Israel. We've never been to Jordan. We've never been to Egypt. You know they have, the background. And the knowledge, and they're there, and you start seeing the actual geography, where things line up, and and. With their research. I mean, being able to see—well, pretty certain. This is where the five thousand were fed. Pretty sure this is where uh, you know uh, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. I mean, things like this with the with the research they have behind it is unbelievable. It's mind blowing. And to, what?
3: Go ahead. And what I thought was cool was they're doing the research, but it's also the the fallen angels landed on. Mount Hermon in this area, and this is where Christ did his most of his evangelist at. And it was almost like saying, Oh, you thought you
1: was bad? You ain't nothing. Bashan is what we're talking about, right? That area uh, south of Mount Hermon, down through that whole area where all the dolmen fields are. The Sea of Galilee. There's so much. evil that had been through there so much so many things had happened and the Mount Hermon event as far as the the watchers coming down the 200 watchers and things of this nature you can see that this attack and this is something that I don't think really was voiced as much in there but you can see it's pretty amazing right Israel was not the world the world was much bigger than Israel the world's much bigger than this, but everything happened right there. Right? This is something. We go back to Deuteronomy 32 and the nations, right? And we start talking about Israel being God's allotment. Right? This is this is the inheritance for the son. But we talk about this and everything happens there. Everything supernatural, everything amazing. The the Watchers coming down there. It's an a, it's a blatant attack on God's people. It's coming at God. I mean, a full frontal attack on God. It's not going and saying, "Oh, we're going to go over here." Yeah, yeah. We're going to leave your area alone. We're going to go over here to where the no, Vikings are. We're going to come down directly there, and then and the whole thing is that this this area and at that time, we can talk about. At that time, everybody was central with uh, you know, a Tower of Babel prior uh, post that. But we can talk about that. But when we get to the point where, okay, the world spreads out, the languages are confounded, they go everywhere else, but everything continues. Israel's the battleground. Israel's the forefront. Israel is, is where the frontline troops are. right? This is where things are happening. This is where the real deal is going on. It's where Armageddon happens. This is all the front line. You know, we can we can sit there and, and speculate all these different things, but in the end, when we look back, the devil has always gone after Israel. The devil's after always gone after God's allotment at that point. You know, things obviously changed after Jesus. I mean, we're all under attack. But if you go back and look at that, everything happens. And that's a relatively small area. Everything's right there.
2: And what I thought was interesting with Derek was uh, the dolmen fields. You know, he talked about the archaeologists finding all these dolmens in these clusters and they called them dolmen fields. But once the archaeologists went out and tried to document all these, he said that we can no longer call them dolmen fields because they're so clustered together and so spread out but so close vicinity of one another that it's everything uh east of the jordan in the land of Bashan. every bit of it's just one just gigantic (laughs) dome and field you know he said so it's just like crazy and he pulled up a map and had them all on there it's just and each one was a red dot it's just i mean it looks like a I don't know just like a what is that game battleship you know all the little red pegs you know you sunk <laughs> my battleship the whole thing is just lit up red and what was crazy is that uh uh what was it that uh, the fault line that runs right next to that yeah but I'm pretty sure he showed on that map that there was some kind of fault line or something and everything is to the the right of that and they said it ba- basically it's kind of like a like a supernatural border like when you cross into that that's when you're in the, the, the land of the dead I thought it was was pretty interesting and just all the you know supernatural activity and how Mount Hermon where that's where the fallen angels landed and then at the foot of this mountain you have all these dolmens and then you have the Via Maris road that runs through there right through that valley where all these dolmens are and then he talked about you know the psalms you know you know yay while well, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil if thou art with me you know and all this stuff and uh, talked about that one section that they went through was a marsh and that when Jesus then walked through it you know he, he uh, leadeth me beside the still waters you know and all this stuff and then you get to the dolmens but you prepare a table for me in the presence of thine enemies you know and just how he made all those connections was just uh, really just yeah mind-blowing especially when he slow walks you through it pulls up the maps shows you the vmrs where it runs shows you her shows you all these dome and fields then he pulls up a visual for you and you see that thing looks just like a tabletop and it's just he uh he's just a really good uh researcher but he's an even better storyteller and puts it together for you
3: And that one that you're talking about, where they, where he thinks possibly that, where he fed the four thousand, like there's a little, what did they call it? That
1: it's the circle on the stone circles. It's similar to Gilgal Raphaim.
3: Yeah, but it actually had a fish kind of carved in the bottom, and the terrain where it's at is higher up and then it it drops off you know a hill down to the river which would be perfect for people to sit and watch the river right behind them like an amphitheater and it and it would project the sound i mean and it could i mean the signs are there why would the fish be there
2: Oh, I said it was the, the the very same region where the first three apostles was handpicked from they were fishermen and it was right there where John the Baptist w- was was baptizing in the wilderness and where and if, if all that's correct you know and he baptized Jesus there it would make sense because it's all right there in that general area. It, it's almost like a declaration of war yeah. is, is the way
3: I look at it like hey, you thought you could come down here and and destroy what I made Guess what? I'm I'm back. I'm back. You know, what I mean, and this is my declaration of
1: this ain't yours This is mine and and really listening to him today and listen to him break that down Looking at the dolmen fields looking at Jesus taking his disciples deliberately through Bashan through the dolmen fields up to Caesarea Philippi where he says Hey. Peter, who do you think I am? You're the Christ. You're the Messiah. And then he turns around after the transfiguration, turns around and takes them back through the valley of the shadow of death. Dolmenfield, after Dolmenfield, all these altars built to the dead. To the to the dead nephilim, to the dead rephaim, walking right through this.
2: Not to mention Mount Hermon, with El and his seventy sons. You know, which was a blasphemous uh, bastardization of God and His divine counsel. Went there, transfigured, and threw up the battle flag to the spirit realm, and said, "Your time is ended, and I'm reclaiming my nations." And I'm binding the strong man, and I'm going to plunder your house. Sit back and watch.
1: It's unbelievable, and and that's the part. And this is where I said this earlier: is that the geography is so important. If we don't know the geography, we don't understand all these things. And us, you know, we're we're we're, we're people that have never been there. You know we don't understand these things. We read the Bible and 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 yeah, but this stuff is written to a certain group of people at a certain time that had a certain knowledge of this area and a certain knowledge, a certain part of their culture that they understood. They knew the Book of Enoch. They knew all these different things that Mount Hermon was there, and 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 Panaeus, right? The temple of pa- or the the altar of Pan was right there. Panaeus was the considered the gates to the underworld all this stuff is right there
2: yeah
3: i was gonna say it's it's right there on mount hermon it looked like from the from the picture he showed off off at the bottom to the you know that they would say would be the gates of hell and and didn't he say something about there was like the world's tallest temple to something up on top?
2: Yeah, up on the mountain. He said there's still to this day an old religious complex. He said, but it, it's uh, the highest elevation religious complex in the world even to this day.
3: But it, it was a pagan thing.
2: Yeah. But the, and then he mentioned, too, the, you know Sir Charles Warren uh, discovered that big stella on top of the mountain, written in Greek, immortalized. And it was talking about the, the fallen angels in, in the book of Enoch. And it said, you know, uh, for, uh, this is the place for, of those who, who uh, bound by imprecation, proceed from here, you know, commemorating the, these fallen angels. But he also discovered these walls that went up, like this path, to the top of Mount Hermon. And it was kind of like, you know, like cattle gates, you know what I mean? Like directing people how they should go up the mountain. And then upon f- further investigation, he seen that it was going uh, counterclockwise, which was also a kind of like an occult practice. What do you call it? Circulation or uh, what, what do you call that?
3: I can't remember the words, but it was like where Circum- they would. Circumnation or circumvation they would they would do their dancing, he said, like, 90% of all worship, I guess. Or
2: depictions of dancing was counterclockwise because it showed the right profile of the face, yeah.
3: And then if you, you, I mean, I don't know if it's, you know, 100% true, but you watch movies where you have, like, the native Indians dancing around their fires for, you know, praying for rain or whatever they're doing, they're also going counterclockwise. Which I thought was I was like, Man, in, in like, you know, Western movies and all that, the Indians are always going in that direction. Which different, you know, I mean, I don't understand the the reasoning for it, but it was just something that he noted on. Oh yeah.
1: Really, overall, I mean, there was some phenomenal speakers. We didn't talk about all of them, uh, but there, it's amazing. If you get a chance to go to a conference like this, if you need that fire in your life, if you need someone to, to, to show you, really what the next step is, if you've, if you're sick of the milk and you're ready for the meat, get to one of these conferences because there is nobody in the world that can light your fire like these people can. and and, and ignite your faith in god ignite your fire for god and take you to that next step because the iron sharpens iron we need to be with like-minded people to help strengthen our faith but at the same time then we go out to the rest of the world and we take that to them that's we just got done doing the bible study on acts and that's entire book of acts is about we go out we 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 take what god's given us and we go out and we create more people that will be on fire for God. And we have to continue to do those things. We have to keep pushing forward.
3: And if, if, we'll say, if you were like me at the beginning, a little skeptical, go in it with an open mind. Let the Holy Spirit reveal to you what you need to be revealed. You know, if, if you go in there and you're like, oh, that's just crazy talk and and or you go into it this is going to be stupid these people are nuts you're not going to get nothing from it you might not agree with everything
2: listen, like we talked and check the word
3: yes we all be wiser
2: three. than those of Thessalonica yeah hear it and open the books and see if it is so that's right i mean even us
3: three at the table we don't agree on everything all right guys it's it's
2: getting late here well, we got 1241. It's been a long day. It's been a long two days of, of driving and fellowship and excitement and four or 5 hours sleep nights. So, yeah, we're crashing. Well, I'm glad y'all listening.
3: Until next time, keep, keep digging. digging. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Dig Bible Podcast. Don't be like a county worker. Get in that hole and dig some. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our YouTube channel.
2: See ya.